paper doesn't do any good unless somebody looks at it. Oh, what do you computer science and voting machine experts know about it? Well, I don't know why I came here tonight. Not going to listen to them I anymore. I got the feeling that something ain't right. No, it ain't. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. No, I'm not. And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yep. Yes, I'm stuck in the from Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles, this is the broadcast as heard on KPFK 90.7 FM People Powered Radio in Los Angeles, up in Oregon on 91.7 FM KYAQ on the Central Coast, 106.7 FM Queso in Cottage Grove, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania on 93 FM WLRI, in, in uh, Hawaii on 88.5 FM KAKU, the voice of Maui. In Columbus, Ohio on WGRN 94.1. And in Palinville, New York on 102.9 FM WLPP. And Minneapolis, St. Paul's AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. We're also streaming coast to coast and around the globe on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation. NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, GDPR, Revolution 99, Detour Talk, Radio Monterey, and Radio Sputnik, blanketing planet Earth five days a week. And if you're listening on any of those fine affiliates, please thank them for me, will you? Uh, there's not a lot of good information out there these days, and so uh, those uh, terrestrial radio stations and streaming internet sites who are uh, getting the broadcast out there. My thanks to them and to you for joining us today for another thrilling action-packed adventure. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, and all-around swell fellow, says me, from bradblog.com. Boy, oh boy, we got a lot to get to today. Uh, did you know uh, that Donald Trump has hired a voter fraud criminal as one of his top White House staffers? Did you know that? You probably didn't, but we'll uh, we'll try to cover that today if I can get to it after we get to some stuff that really matters. Uh, also, uh, one of those things that really matters is the Trump campaign filing just before airtime here today to stop the counting some call it a recount, but the counting in Michigan altogether before it has even started. Trump is trying to stop this, and whether he's successful in stopping it or not, it looks like he will have delayed it several days. So uh, congratulations, Mr. Trump. Good, uh, good job keeping us from being able to oversee our own elections and make sure the winner actually won, the loser actually lost, etc., But why would he want to do that? Why would he want to, uh, to stop citizens, Americans, from actually counting ballots in the state of Michigan, since he pretends to be concerned about rigged elections, after all, and about those, quote-unquote, millions of uh, fraudulent votes that were cast in his own election, in the 2016 election. You would think he would uh, want, want to find out about that if there was fraud. Apparently not. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, but first, today... Uh, as of 9 a.m. Central Time, the Wisconsin recount began. And once again, that uh, word recount, I put it into quotes when I write about it or when I speak about it. You can't see it on the radio, but I use air quotes 
because these ballots have not, most of them have not been actually counted in the first place. They've just been run through computer scanners, which counted them, tallied them either correctly or incorrectly. Who knows? In any event, uh, recounts in three states uh, were filed by Jill Stein, the first of which is Wisconsin. And that began on Thursday morning as county clerks across 72 counties uh, prepared to begin the recount operation. According to a statement from Jill Stein, the recount will begin a, G- a Green Party uh, presidential candidate, Jill Stein, who filed for these counts. Um, the recount will begin with officials dividing all ballots into stacks by candidate. Then the staff will go through each ballot to determine if the uh, ballot was in fact cast for that candidate initially thought. If the voter intent is not clear on the ballot, then there is further uh, public examination of that ballot. It's uh, the recount is open to the public and anyone is welcome to attend, at least in Wisconsin, where uh, I know that uh, the Stein campaign has been looking for uh, volunteers to help out with observation and other matters. Of the total votes, this is according, again, to uh, the Stein camp, uh, approximately 85 percent in uh, of the total votes in Wisconsin were tallied by optical scan computers. Originally, 10 percent of those votes were tallied by 100 percent unverifiable touchscreens or direct recording electronic machines, DRE machines. Five percent hand counted paper ballots the first time. Thank you to those counties and municipalities who did that. Uh, yesterday, we reported on the uh, the judge, the, uh, uh, the Wisconsin County judge who had urged all of the counties in Wisconsin to count the votes by hand, called it. And I hadn't realized this. she called it the gold standard. Where have I heard that before? Desi what? Doyen. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I think you've said it many, many times. I think I have. Uh, that is the uh, the g- democracy's gold standard, hand-counting paper ballots. Uh, 49 counties are conducting their recounts only solely by hand in Wisconsin, uh, which is 16 more than had confirmed a hand count on Monday prior to the hearing, uh, the, the court hearing and the call from the judge who declined to require the states, uh, the uh, counties to count by hand. Because state law, which was changed last year, used to require a hand count. Now it allows the counties to decide if they want to just rescan the same paper ballots in the scanner again. Ten counties are conducting their recounts by hand in some areas and op-scan machines in others. Thirteen counties are conducting their recounts exclusively by optical scan. In her statement this morning, Jill Stein said Americans deserve a voting system we can believe in that is accurate, secure and transparent and that counts every vote. She said we urge county election administrators to use hand counts cited as the gold standard in Monday's court decision and not simply push a button that would repeat whatever problems may have occurred in the original tally. She went on to say verifying the vote through this uh, recount is the only way to confirm that every vote has been counted securely and accurately and is not compromised by machine or human error, which does happen all the time with these systems, uh, or by tampering or hacking. The recount does not benefit one candidate over another. She says it benefits all voters across the political spectrum. And I concur 
The Milwaukee Journal Sentinel uh, points out that uh, the official count of the, what is it, about three mil, almost three million votes cast in Wisconsin has Donald Trump certified as the winner by just 22,000 votes out of three million cast in Milwaukee. On uh, Wednesday, hundreds of ballot, uh, bags of ballots were trucked under a law enforcement escort from the Milwaukee County Courthouse to a warehouse in preparation for the recount beginning today. Voters in the county's 19 municipalities, uh, this is uh, Milwaukee, uh, had cast 440,000 ballots for president in the election. Around 130 workers have been hired by county communities for $15 an hour to uh, to tally these ballots. Unfortunately, in Milwaukee, um, the Milwaukee County Election Commission has voted to conduct a machine recount rather than recounting the ballots by hand. And incredibly, the commissioners there had voted to test only two of the machines they were going to use to make sure that they were working correctly before the uh, quote-unquote recounting started. An observer affiliated with the Green Party objected, arguing that all of the machines should be tested before they're used in this machine recount, which, by the way, won't actually tell us who won or lost. It'll just tell us what the machines uh, say. But after that objection, the Milwaukee Commission agreed to test all of the machines first. You see why observers are important? Wow. Yeah, I know. Did they give a justification? Uh, I don't know. I, uh, I, I don't know what it was, what the justification would be for only testing two of the machines. I know that a lot of this happens all the time. And wow. you'll hear from election officials before the elections. Oh, we test all of our machines before the election. They don't. They're lying. They test a couple of them to make sure the programming went okay, and that's kind of it. Uh, in uh, Clark County, the clerk there, Christina Jensen, uh, is conducting a recount by hand, she says, because uh, most voting precincts use paper ballots, but also, she says, to put people's minds at ease. She says, we're a small county, so it's almost just as fast to hand count. Many of our municipalities use paper ballots, so we'd be hand counting them anyway. In Waukesha County, the clerk there, Kathleen Novak, a very Republican county, uh, she plans two daily shifts of workers who will be paid $10 an hour. As they race to finish the recount there, they'll work until midnight on weekdays and on until 8 p.m. on Saturday and Sunday. But unfortunately, uh, optical scan systems are going to be used in most of the big counties in, uh, in Wisconsin, optical scans will be used in Dane County, Waukesha County, uh, Milwaukee. Uh, I heard from an observer uh, just before airtime, uh, happily, that hand counts in Madison are, in fact, going well. So at least there's hand counts going there. But, uh, you know, we played yesterday. Let me uh, play this again, uh, because y you need to understand why it's important to hand count paper ballots. This is not just me telling you this. This is now this time and really for the first time in all of the years that I've been working on this beat. This is the first time that I have ever heard the computer scientists, the uh, world class security experts who have been looking at these voting systems for years. This is the first time that I have heard them come out as loudly as they have saying, no, we're computer experts 
And we know that computers are not up to the task of making sure that these votes were counted accurately. Here was uh, Alex Halderman, who's hacked a bunch of these machines over the years. Including one you gave to him. Uh, include, uh, that's right. Uh, the, one of the first ones that was uh, hacked, the uh, one of the Diebold touchscreen systems back in 2005. Uh, here was Alex Halderman, who's now a University of, uh, of Michigan computer science professor. Uh, I believe he, he was out in front of, uh, I don't know if it was the secretary's, uh, Secretary of State's office, because all of these uh, computer scientists filed affidavits up in Wisconsin begging the court to order a hand count. But here was Alex in, um, in Michigan describing why it is so important to count ballots by hand. America's voting technology, uh, unfortunately, suffers from severe cybersecurity vulnerabilities. I know because in my research over the past 10 years, I personally have hacked many of the kinds of voting machines that are used in this country. However, we do have one surefire defense against cyber attack, and that is voting machines where voters get to fill out a paper ballot. Now, the paper ballots we use in Michigan are exactly that. They are a cyber defense. But paper doesn't do any good unless somebody looks at it. Attackers who might want to compromise us will know that, that none of them will be looked at and uh, can just dismiss that safeguard. Fortunately, the recount today will both help increase confidence in the outcome of this election by establishing for sure that cyber uh, attacks have or have not occurred, and more importantly, will provide a defense in the future and a deterrent uh, to any adversary who might want to try to hack future elections. Well, that deterrent is not going to happen, at least in uh, many of the largest jurisdictions in the state of Wisconsin. It may or may not happen in Michigan either. We'll see. And it's interesting uh, because, as I said, we've got some news on what's going on in Michigan. But it's interesting that uh, Republicans really, really don't want hand counts to happen, except in their own races. We've got some news on that down in North Carolina. I've been long calling for a uh, a hand count in the governor's race down there where the abhorrent Republican uh, governor, Pat McCrory is uh, is losing in a narrow, a very close reelection bid. But I support his call for hand counted paper ballots in North Carolina. Doesn't look like he's going to get them now. Uh, but Republicans are sure in favor of counting ballots by hand when it, uh, you know, w- when they want to know who really won an election. And by the way, Democrats are also against counting ballots by hand when they think they've won. So uh, this is a bipartisan failure that I've been railing about for years. Uh, in any event, back to the uh, scientists again here. That was uh, Alex Halderman uh, saying that it is actually a deterrent for the future if bad guys know that, you know, we actually in America will bother to count these uh, these paper ballots. And he's not the only one. Um uh, Harry Hursty, uh, who has uh, become a friend over the years, uh, he was back in 2005 uh, one of the first ones also to hack into these voting systems. You may have seen him and his hack in HBO's Emmy-nominated Hacking Democracy uh, documentary. 
He was one of the folks who put in affidavits uh, in Wisconsin, a whole bunch of them put in uh, affidavits begging the court to hand count. Uh, Among the things that he said is that uh, Wisconsin uses the same optical scanning systems that uh, studies he had conducted in other states have found to be vulnerable. He said that the computer memory cards and the software and the tabulation systems and other elements can all be accessed. Quote, optical scan machines can be hacked in a manner in a manner that changes election results. And such an attack would likely go undetected during normal pre and post election testing. If the scanners are hacked, he wrote, using them as part of the recount process is likely to result in the same fraudulent election outcome. The only reliable way to detect attacks on the scanners is to recount the paper ballots by hand and compare the results to the electronic tallies. That was from Harry Hursty, computer, uh, really, I don't know if there's anyone better. Maybe Alex Halderman, but frankly, Alex Halderman's first hack of the Diebold machine was based on Harry Hursty's uh, a hack of another uh, Diebold system. It sure would be nice if the media would cover that aspect of the op scans being so hackable, especially since that's what Hari's saying, is that you wouldn't be able to detect a that's hack right. into an op scan unless you actually counted the ballots. And if they use them mm-hmm. in the recount, it completely obliterates the whole concept of finding out. And let me give credit to uh, Steve Rosenfeld here over at Alternet because uh, he uh, linked to these uh, to these affidavits and actually bothered to report uh, on them while the rest of the media did not. Uh, Doug Jones is another uh, key person who has been studying these voting systems uh, and tabulators since 1994. Uh, has advised Congress on them. Uh, He's a computer science professor at the University of Iowa. His affidavit uh, is concerned about with errors. You know, nothing nefarious here, just these machines that don't work. He has, over the years, uh, scanned the same paper ballots into the same machines and gotten different results each time. Say that one more time. Yeah, he has he has scanned, taken the same paper ballots, run them through the same machine and got different results after each and every scan. That's what I thought you said. He goes on to write in his affidavit that no optical scan technology, including that used in Wisconsin, is capable of perfectly uniform and reliable scanning and and electronic tabulation of voter marked ballots. The potential for different interpretations By genuinely impartial scanners is even greater when ballots are initially scanned by one machine and then recounted on another. He goes on to describe for various reasons why machines cannot correct these problems and calls for a hand count of the ballots. Uh, Says that's the only way that you can reconcile this. So, you know, we may get one result from uh, the original scans on these machines in these places like Milwaukee and get completely different results the second time. Who knows which one was correct unless we, you know, bother to actually count them by human beings. Uh, Phil Stark, who is a UC Berkeley professor and dean and director of uh, several mathematics and statistical computing programs and research institutes, uh, he knows notes that the that the margin of uh, well, the, the margin between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton is so small in places like Wisconsin it's only 22,000 vote margin out of uh, about 3 million votes cast. He says that when the margins are so small as they are in the 2016 presidential election in many jurisdictions, including Wisconsin, the amount of error 
required to alter the outcome can easily be less than the error that an optical scan system makes just on its own when it's uh, reading and, and tabulating voter intent from the ballots or other paper records. He says uh, the, uh, the, the error rate on these machines is pretty much almost exactly what the margin is between uh, Trump and Clinton in, um, in Wisconsin. So to determine if the reported winner actually won requires verifying the results as accurately as possible. He says in turn that requires manually examining the paper record, not merely rescanning and retabulating the ballots. Uh, he says that a tie could be interpreted as a win just because of the standard error rate of these voting systems, uh, of these tabulation systems that are used across much of um, Actually, almost across most of the nation, about 75 percent of the nation use paper ballots, but they are optically scanned. Um, so there's there's the possibility of hacking. There is the possi possibility of error. And there is the possibility of insiders simply uh, gaming the system. You can't know if any of that happened unless you bothered to actually count the ballots. And speaking of errors... Errors have already been found in Wisconsin. According to the Journal Sentinel, an ongoing recount in a state Senate race today in Wisconsin could end up impacting votes in the presidential recount that was launched on Thursday. Errors have been discovered in about 60 in-person absentee ballots that were cast, uh, and that's so far in Vernon County. The errors involved missing addresses on the ballots, and apparently it was the result of incorrect instructions that were given to voters when they came to vote early in person, what they call uh, in-person absentee voting in, uh, in Wisconsin. They came to vote early, and they were given incorrect instructions by local clerks. These were not mistakes made by the voters themselves. However, in this close race, they reviewed uh, these ballots that had been tossed out because they were missing those addresses, as instructed by the uh, by the local election officials. Uh, the Vernon County recount involves this tight race between uh, Wisconsin's Senate Minority Leader Jennifer Schilling, she's a Democrat, and her GOP challenger, Senator uh, former State Senator Dan Kapanke. Uh, he had sought to invalidate the ballots because they didn't have that address uh, on them as they are supposed to, as per law. But uh, the Wisconsin Election Commission spokesman Reed Magney said that uh, attorneys for the two candidates had made their arguments and canvassing officials decided to accept the majority of the ballots, um, which are often counted, at least in Wisconsin, when they contain a clerical error that is not the fault of the voter themselves. So that's 60 votes right there. Uh, there could be more in that particular race, but because um, because those votes, uh, any votes that would have been uh, thrown out in that recount would also be would have been presumably thrown out in the presidential recount in that county. Uh, those ballots are back in for both the state Senate race and uh, and the presidential uh, recount. That's something that would not have happened had not people bothered to, you know, actually count the ballots in that close race. Now, um, I, it's, it's, it, it, I'm amazing myself that I have to keep saying <laughs> these things over and over again.
It is rather uh, gobsmacking. It is, uh, and it continues to be. You know, and I was asked by a right winger, I think, last night on yeah, definitely a right winger on uh, on the Twitters last night who couldn't believe. He said these machines are never c- connected to the internet. Many of them. Uh, most of them are not directly connected to the Internet. So how could it possibly be that they were hacked in any way? What he does not understand and what a lot of people don't understand, a lot of Democrats don't understand, computer scientists understand it, but everybody else does not, is that these machines are in one way or another connected to the Internet. Why? Well, because they're programmed uh, with with memory cards that are programmed on uh, on laptop computers by the election officials each and every time uh, each and every election they have to put in the you know the, what's called the ballot programming so these optical scan systems or touchscreen systems know who is on the ballot and you know what vote is for whom and so forth and so when those are programmed with a memory card or with a, a flash drive or something like that, those are taken from uh, laptop computers or other types of desktop computers uh, where they are programmed. And Barbara Simons, who I, I uh, quoted from uh, a little bit yesterday in her op-ed, she is a longtime uh, computer science uh, champion, voting system champion. She is uh, on the board of advisors for the U.S. Election, Elections Assistance Commission. She was formerly the president of the Association for Computing Machinery. She was an IBM researcher. She wrote in her op-ed, this part of it I did not get to yesterday, she said, although we've been told not to worry because voting machines are not connected to the Internet, all voting machines must be updated with information about each election. These updates can be exploited by hackers to infect voting machines, much as what happened uh, when Iranian centrifuges that were not connected to the Internet were destroyed by the Stuxnet virus. She cites, uh, once again, computer security expert Alex Halderman explaining that it makes little difference whether voting machines are connected to the Internet or not. Any technically sophisticated hacker could infect machines with vote-stealing malware because poll workers copy ballot information from regular desktops and use removable media drives to insert it into voting machines. If the desktop itself is not secure, there is a risk that it can be hacked. So all of this is going on. All of this is true, whether the rest of the corporate media is reporting it or not, whether you understand it or not, all of these things are true. As we say about... uh, Climate change. It doesn't matter whether you believe it. It's true whether you believe it or not. Well, uh, a lot of opportunistic people there believing these sorts of things when they wish to believe these sorts of things uh, and not when they don't. One of those opportunistic people uh, may be the next president of the United States. Donald Trump, you know, has been telling us for months how the elections are rigged. Now he doesn't. uh, No, they're not rigged at all. Don't look. Don't look. Don't count those votes. He has now filed a suit, a, uh, a, a complaint in the state of Michigan to stop, to block the hand count that was set to begin on Friday. He called uh, he called the Jill Stein's petition for a uh, hand count lawless and insulting. <laughs> and on uh, on Thursday, he filed an objection to the uh, request to the recount of nearly five million votes that were cast for president in Michigan. 
Michigan's, quote, voters should not risk having the Electoral College door knocked off its hinges all because a 1% candidate is dissatisfied with the election's outcome. This according to the filing. Given her tiny vote total, Green Party presidential candidate Jill Stein does not and could not possibly allege a good faith belief that she may have won the state of Michigan. Well, what this means is that uh, his objection will now put on hold the recount that was otherwise set to begin on Friday and go through the weekend. Because now there has to be a ruling by the State Board of Canvassers on Donald Trump's objection to the count. That uh, that board will be meeting 9.30 a.m. on Friday. And after they make their decision about what to do about it, whether to accept the objection or, or, or reject it, the Department of Elections cannot then start the recount for two business days. So they're going to meet tomorrow and then they got to wait two business days. That means uh, that the work that was scheduled to begin this weekend, counting ballots across the state, now will not begin until next week. The recount had been uh, scheduled to start on Friday, as I said, in uh, a number of counties. The larger counties continue through the weekend. But now all weekend work has been postponed, according to the Detroit Free Press, until the objection is resolved. State election officials said they hope to finish the recount by December 10. But now the legal filing puts the entire schedule in jeopardy. The uh, state certified election results as of Monday show Donald Trump winning with just a 10,704 vote margin out of 5 million votes cast. Yesterday, we reported on this program that Jill Stein had uh, indeed uh, filed for the count in Michigan, giving a check for almost uh, $1 million for it. Lawyers for Donald Trump said the cost for a recount was prohibitive and that it, it couldn't possibly be done in time for the Electoral College. And uh, Michigan's 16 electoral votes uh, who, uh, which all have to be cast by December 19 and uh, December 13 is the deadline for all of the states to finish any kind of counting or certification or recounting or anything else. Um, and now that is going to be delayed by four or five days. Uh, we don't know. But that's what Donald Trump is trying to do. He's trying to keep uh, keep Americans, keep you citizens up there in Michigan from knowing who won or lost. Keep all of us from knowing who won or lost this election. In response to his objection, uh, the Stein campaign issued a, uh, a, a statement blasting the objection as shameful and outrageous, an attempt to undermine democracy. She says, uh, Jill Stein says, the recount in Michigan, which has been driven by an outpouring of grassroots support in the state, will go forward, she vows. The Michigan Board of State Canvassers has been a model of professionalism in moving this recount forward. Yet the, uh, the Trump campaign's cynical efforts to delay the recount and create unnecessary costs for taxpayers are shameful and outrageous. So um, that's where we are in the state of Michigan. Uh, and, yeah, it does smell a whole hell of a lot like the uh, 2000 election when the Republicans objected to hand counts in the state of Florida 
because God forbid we should know who actually won or lost our presidential elections. In the meantime, why don't we go out and make stuff up out of whole cloth, lie to the American people, confuse the American people about elections, and that's exactly what Donald Trump has been doing. We're going to talk about that next and much more on the Bradcast. I'm Brad Friedman. Don't go away. Hey, this is Brad. Given the outcome of the 2016 election, we really need your support now more than ever. This is not a drill. It never was. Please consider supporting whichever progressive media outlet is serving you. Most, just like us, do not receive corporate or political support. We all need your support to keep up the resistance now more than ever. From Desi Doyen and myself, thank you. Apparently that's what America wants. America wants people that lie to them. We will not do that. Welcome back to the broadcast. Your uh, uh, presidential election recount headquarters, apparently. I'm Brad Friedman. Thanks for sticking with us here. Uh, Yeah, apparently America really, really enjoys being lied to. Because that's what Donald Trump has been out there doing, lying about uh, this election. I know it's shocking, breaking news. Donald Trump is lying. But uh, that's what he did. As soon as the uh, you know, it became clear that these recounts were actually going to happen in uh, in three states to some degree in Wisconsin, Michigan and Pennsylvania, he went out and and put out his tweet about I really he said not only did I win the Electoral College, I also won the popular vote. If you take out all of the illegal voters or illegal aliens, whatever the hell he said, all of that was a complete and utter lie. Uh, <laughs> there, there is not three million right now. Hillary Clinton, last I checked, was up by about two point three million in the popular vote over Donald Trump. And yet uh, he feels it necessary to go out and lie about the election. Uh, Trevor Noah on uh, on The Daily Show uh, had a word or two about this the other day. President-elect Donald Trump riled up on Twitter as election officials in Wisconsin meet today. Trump tweeted, I won the popular vote if you deduct the millions of people who voted illegally. Trump offered no proof for that claim. Offered no proof of that. That's the news's way of saying bullshit. <laughs> Count on Donald Trump to find a way to be a sore winner. I didn't even know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Now, instead of letting it slide, Trump has made a non-story into a real thing. Trump's going, we don't need a recount, folks. There are millions of illegal votes. Well, that settles it. I got that right. <laughs> so, right. No, no, we don't need a recount. There's no fraud except for the millions of fraudulent votes that he pretends should be cast. More on uh, him and that claim in a moment, but it's not just uh, Donald Trump and the the right wing uh, media that sort of repeats these myths over and over again. And that is just gobsmacked by the idea that anyone would want to actually count ballots and find find out who actually won or lost this election. It's just it's an outrageous thing. It's a conspiracy theory to even suggest we would want to know that the ballots were counted accurately. Congressman Chris Coons, a Democrat from uh, from Delaware, was on with 
the super genius Wolf Blitzer on CNN. Uh, I think this was yesterday or the day before. And uh, Wolf Blitzer just cannot get it. He just cannot understand why anybody would want to would want to count ballots. He's all confused by Donald Trump and Donald Trump's claims. Uh, here's a little bit of that conversation. You support this idea of a recount in those states? Well, let's be clear. Uh, what Jill Stein, the presidential candidate from the Green Party, is pursuing and what Donald Trump, the president-elect, has said in his tweets are not the same thing. Uh, Jill Stein's taking advantage of existing state laws that allow you to request a recount. On the other hand, President-elect Trump uh, is undermining the whole confidence that the American people have in the election by recklessly tweeting that there are millions of illegal votes that have been cast, something for which there is no credible evidence. Doesn't that undermine the credibility of this election? If no. she's saying there, there were problems in Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. The Democrats were all afraid that Donald Trump right. wouldn't accept it. He would demand recounts, and this would go on and on and on. Donald Trump is undermining the whole concept that this was a free and fair election by suggesting that literally millions of illegal votes were cast. There is absolutely no evidence. But I'm still having trouble understanding why Hillary Clinton's campaign, why other Democrats, including you, Senator, are saying, you know what, uh, let, let this, recount go for, this recount go forward Well, let's right be clear. Now. What we were concerned that Donald Trump might do if he had lost the election was refuse to accept the results and challenge them not the way Jill Stein is doing, within the boundaries of the law, within the time and the process that's set out in state law in these three states. That's not undermining confidence in the entire election across the country by spreading false rumors as President-elect Trump is. So, he just can't understand it. He cannot tell the difference between uh, Donald Trump's false claims and the idea that computer scientists from all over the country, all over the world, are concerned about whether the uh, results were actually reported correctly by the computing system. And he completely ignores that the Department of Homeland Security themselves came out just a month before the election and said these systems are vulnerable. It's like it never happened. And and also, one more thing, really quick. The fact that Wolf Blitzer is so concerned that it's going to go on and on and on. What's his hurry? And by the way, it can't go on and on. It must be finished by federal law by December 13th. The only thing that's not going to be finished is a full, uh, you know, examination of these paper ballots because of the time limitations, because of the the, the counties and the states that won't allow them to be counted by uh, actual humans or, you know, because it's uh, Pennsylvania where most of the state, there is nothing to count. They use 100% unverifiable touchscreen systems, so we will never know who actually won. We can never know who actually won in Pennsylvania. But I was blown away by this, um, you know, Trump says it and uh, folks on the right buy it. And actually, I don't know if Trump says it and folks on the right buy it. Uh, Maybe it's the right wing media says it and folks on the right, including Donald Trump, buy it. Because they're the ones who have been reporting that there are millions of illegal votes that were cast by illegal uh, citizens, non-citizens and dead people and everything else coming to vote here. Here was this conversation that is kind of mind blowing today, I think, with uh, on CNN. Allison Camerata had with a, a focus group of four or five people who are convinced that millions of illegal votes were cast in the 2016 presidential election. Voting is a privilege in this country, and you need to be legal, not like California, where three million illegals voted. Let's talk about that. I'm glad I brought that up, Allison. Me too, Paula. (laughs) 
So where are you getting your information? From the media. Where well, else do we get? Some of it was CNN, I believe. CNN and said that three million illegal people voted well, in Well, it was coming California. all across the media. <laughs> all across. But CNN didn't do it, then they were being smart this time. Do you think that three million illegal people I voted? I believe in California that there were illegals that voted. How many? I don't. To tell you the truth, nobody really knows that number. But, but do you think three dozen or do you think three million? I think there was a good amount because the president <laughs> told people that they could vote and it happened in Nashua. We caught some people yeah. that they went into Nashua and they said, the president said I can vote. I'm here illegally. Did you hear President Obama say that illegal people could vote? Yes, yes. I, did. I, I, I heard it this morning. Oh, actually, yes, I did hear it. Tell me, where? On, on, uh, you can find it. Google it. You can find it on Facebook. All right. Hold on. I don't want to waste any more time, but anyway, I see where it came from, and it's uh, Fox Business Network deceptively edited a clip of Barack Obama to argue that the president encouraged illegal immigrants to vote when, in fact, he had said nothing of the sort when you go back to the transcript. You, as you sit here today, think that millions of illegal people voted in this country. You believe that there was widespread voting abuse. I think there was in some states. In and the millions of people. I, California allows it. People they do to not vote. allow illegal. You mean illegal? You mean voter uh. fraud? California allows. I believe there is voter fraud in this country. She believes there is three million illegal votes cast in the state of California. Good for Allison Camerata, by the way, on CNN uh, for for pressing that that lady and and those people on this ridiculous absurd, inaccurate claim. And that, that little lady, was she's very nice, very nice lady. I'm sure she's you know, not evil. I'm sure she's not lying. I suspect Donald Trump knows he's lying, although I don't know for sure if he knows he's a liar. But in this case, but th this little lady, I, she believed it. People are so brain addled, so misinformed. And this is what I have been trying. I've been railing about this. I have been trying to counter it for more than a decade now at bradblog.com. I've been warning because the corporate media, particularly the broadcast corporate media, does not vigorously correct this stuff, oppose this stuff. I mean, I've been yelling about it for years, but it's like rolling a boulder uphill. I mean, when the when the vast majority of the nation's airwaves are bought up by corporations that put nothing on but wingnut talk radio, repeating this nonsense that comes out of Fox Business News that has deceptively edited a, some statement to make it look like Barack Obama is saying it's okay for undocumented aliens to vote in American elections. You know, they put it out on Fox News and it gets echoed on the uh, wingnut airwaves on which people like me are not generally allowed to be there at all. Good luck finding any, any progressive talk radio on your public airwaves. It's almost impossible to find. And so this is what happens. We end up with a nation of brain-addled dolts who don't know the difference between truth and fantasy and this notion that three million illegal voters cast ballots in, in California. Really? And that California allows them to do so? By the way, this is why it's so important to support independent media and whatever affiliate you are hearing this broadcast on. Uh, support them, support them. Uh, but while insider election fraud, as opposed to voter fraud, 
does happen. And voter suppression does happen. By the way, that's the reason for the wingnuts uh, to lie about millions of illegal votes so they can institute voter suppression schemes to stop the pretend voter fraud they claim is going on. And while there are not millions of fraudulent votes cast, there are some. There is some voter fraud. Washington Post today finds, uh, let's see, uh, there have been just uh, four documented cases of voter fraud in the 2016 election. So far, that's what we've got. So far, there could be more. It takes a while for this stuff to come out. But so far, out of the uh, hundreds, uh, tens of millions of votes that have been cast, uh, just four cases of the type of voter fraud that Donald Trump is talking about that that woman on CNN was so confused about. Here are these four cases. A woman in Iowa voted twice. Terry Lynn wrote, had the enormous misfortune of bad timing. According to the uh, Washington Post, Philip Bump says, right as the candidate she supported, Donald Trump, was drawing attention to fraud cases, wrote, decided to try to vote twice in Des Moines, and she got caught. Case made national headlines by virtue of the fact that it happened when it did and that she happened to vote for Trump. For what it's worth, she suggested that the fault lay with uh, Donald Trump. His claim, the, the, the polls are rigged, she said to a local radio station by way of explaining her multiple votes, uh, echoing another of Trump's complaints. So she thought it was rigged, so she went ahead and voted twice because, hey, it's rigged. She voted for Donald Trump. That was stopped. That was caught. That was prevented. A man in Texas also voted twice. A guy by the name of Philip Cook was arrested on Election Day after voting twice. He claimed to be an employee of Trump's campaign and that he was testing the security of the electoral system. But he wasn't an employee of the campaign and the polling location security worked perfectly well. And Philip Cook was uh, stopped from voting twice. So that's uh, two Trump voters of the four cases we know of, of voter fraud of this sort that took place, a woman uh, who cast a ballot on behalf of her dead husband, Audrey Cook, is a Republican election judge in Illinois. She and her husband had applied for absentee ballots because he was ill. He died before completing his, so she filled it out for him and sent it in. That ballot will not be counted, but that that's the way where there is voter fraud. That's the way it happens via these uh, absentee ballot schemes or in the case of something like this, someone dies. A lot of times uh, they say, oh, look, oh, look at all these dead people who voted uh, via absentee. And in fact, they were alive when they voted and they died before the election actually happened. So in Illinois, it was also caught. So now we've got uh, three cases of Republican voter fraud in the presidential 2016 election. And a woman in Florida uh, had marked absentee ballots. This is this is why I warn against using vote by mail. One of the reasons I warn against using vote by mail absentee. Always best to vote at the polling place when you can. Uh, here's another example. Uh, Gladys Coigo was hired to open absentee ballots in Miami-Dade County. One of her co-workers noticed that she was going a little further. She was filling in the bubble for a mayoral candidate with a pen that she had in her purse. She was caught in the act. She was arrested. There's no evidence that she changed any presidential votes, but she did uh, mark about, uh, I think, five or ten votes in this mayoral contest. By the way, it was for a Republican mayoral candidate that she had uh, tried to commit this fraud. All of these cases were caught. 
This is one of those times when you have said that if you choose not to vote in a race, I believe you had a solution for that in order to prevent somebody from filling in. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, if if you're not going to vote, if you're going to vote and not vote for any candidate, I have myself, I have purposely spoiled my ballot on that race by voting for all of the candidates. That way, nobody can come in and add a vote exactly like this. Uh, this happens. This happened up in Oregon where they do all vote by mail. Back in the uh, 2012 election, they caught, a uh, again, a Republican election official, as I believe, filling in uh, absentee ballots as the, uh, they were taking them out of the mail. She got caught as well. Uh, so there may be other ones, uh, you know, that, that come out, other cases like this that happen. Not millions, however. And... Um, Uh, You know, no matter how the media misinforms America about this, it it does not happen in the millions. Uh, But, you know, I'm glad whenever it gets caught, uh, as it were, as it was in these cases, four cases, four cases out of uh, how many millions of votes were cast on November 8 of 2016. So um, anyway, all right. You know who does uh, commit voter fraud? Uh, people who work apparently for Donald Trump. Let's take a quick break and we'll I'll come back with that story. A top official hired by Donald Trump is an actual voter fraud criminal. I'm Brad. This is the Bradcast. <laughs> Hi, this is Desi Doyen from the Green News Report and the Bradcast. What the public hears on the public airwaves matters. At the Bradcast, we do our best to bring you accurate news and analysis on the issues that actually matter. And we do it all independently, without corporate or political influence. But we can't do it without you, now more than ever. Please help us stay on your public airwaves by going to bradblog.com donate to help keep us going. That's bradblog.com donate. And thanks. Oh, oh, damn it. <laughs> yes, me too. Oh. Welcome back to the Bradcast. <laughs> Brad Friedman from Bradblog.com. So, as I was saying, yes, voter fraud does happen, and uh, it happens a lot of Republicans, a lot of Republicans committing voter fraud. We famously outed uh, Ann Coulter some years ago for having committed voter fraud down in the state of Florida. You can go to uh, bradblog.com and see the actual documents that actually proves it. Uh, she lied on her uh, on her voter registration form, and then she purposely voted at the wrong precinct. You can go to bradblog.com slash fraud and see that entire story. She also appears to have uh, committed voter fraud up in the state of Connecticut. Uh, Mitt Romney voted from a, a house he did not live in in the 2010 special election for the U.S. Senate. Uh, between Scott Brown and Elizabeth Warren uh, in the in the run up to his uh, to his presidential bid. Uh, that is uh, that is illegal. Of course, he was never held accountable for that. Uh, and now Donald Trump, who loves to talk about the uh, millions of cases of voter fraud that don't actually exist. Uh, he may hire he may hire Mitt Romney, 
who, who uh, appears to have committed voter fraud. Uh, but he has definitely hired this woman, Katie uh, McFarland. Um, as she's, he's hired her, Katie McFarlane, as Deputy National Security Advisor. Now, Katie McFarlane is a serial resume patter. She makes up all kinds of stuff on her uh, resume. She's a Fox News pundit. She, um, she's being hired to be the deputy to the National Security Advisor named by Trump uh, General Michael Flynn. And in neither of these cases will the uh, Senate have to confirm them. So she's in. If he wants them, she's in. The New York Post found that she was a uh, she committed a voter fraud felony. I believe it's a felony in the uh, in the in the state of New York. They found this back in 2006. So this is not like it was uh, something they have just uncovered back in 2006. Uh, just now this is from the New York Post. Rupert Murdoch owned New York Post, by the way. Uh, from uh, 2006, March 15, just announced Republican Senate hopeful Kathleen McFarland, now known as KT McFarland, uh, has repeatedly failed to vote in some elections and is registered at two addresses. A violation of state law, the Post has found. McFarland, a wealthy Park Avenue matron who announced last week that she'll seek the GOP nomination to challenge Senator Hillary Rodham Clinton. This was back in 2006 when Hillary was running for uh, re-election for the U.S. Senate. Uh, McFarland didn't vote in nearly half of the state elections since 1991. However, McFarland, a Reagan administration official in the early 80s, has maintained two voting addresses since 1996 at her posh Park Avenue home and at her family's stunning second home on a small island near Southampton. Uh, According to records, she ping ponged her vote from Manhattan to Southampton in various years, casting her ballot from the Ram Island address in 1998 and 1999, but then voting from Park Avenue in 2000 and 2001. Then she skipped a couple of years. She didn't vote in uh, 02 or 03, but then she was back to voting in Southampton. In 2004, according to records examined by the New York Post, state law makes it a felony. There you go. A felony to be registered at two addresses during the same election cycle, according to the State Board of Elections. Their spokesman at the time uh, said when you change the place you've been voting, a new registration has to be filed showing that you've changed address. Now, in fact, most people don't do that. They move. They move to a different house and they uh they file a, you know, they, they file a new registration at their new address and they don't unregister after they move. So a few go back and do that. Uh, in this case, however, it was not an old address. She maintained both addresses at the same time, voted in one place when she felt like it, voted in the other when she felt like it, went back to the first one when she felt like it. And when this was raised back in 2006, uh, McFarland's uh, election lawyer, Josh Ehrlich, uh, insisted there was, quote, no criminal intent. But he went on to concede that the law does not allow dual registrations. He said this is a case uh, of the boards of election not doing their jobs. So he blamed the boards of election for not doing the job, for not unregistering her in one place. She should have been turned away, Ehrlich insisted. So it wasn't her fault at all that she was a voter fraud criminal for many, many years. 
So uh, now, at least according to this uh, 2006 New York Post report, uh, she did not vote in the same election twice. So there's that. Uh, But Republicans have spent years accusing all sorts of people of being felons because they're registered at two different addresses after they have moved uh, or simply due to mistaken identity where it's not actually uh, the, the same person registered at two addresses, but they've gone ahead and falsely purged one of those two registrations under the claim that this is a person trying to double vote. And here you have someone who, according to her own attorney, violated the law by committing voter registration fraud. And she will now be Donald Trump will be his his own personal deputy national security advisor in the White House. The same Donald Trump who has falsely accused millions of uh, of Americans of, of illegally registering and illegally voting. And now millions of Americans believe it. Despite the facts, despite the documented facts to the contrary that no millions of uh, illegal voters are not voting. And yes, there are many, many. And you can look them up at Bradblock.com. We got a lot of many, many Republicans, high ranking Republicans like Mitt Romney, like Ann Coulter, Uh, Like Newt Gingrich, who had uh, submitted uh, hundreds of fraudulent signatures when he was running for president back in uh, 2012 or whenever. uh, uh, Yeah, 2012. Uh, He got caught doing that as well. So, boy, oh boy, do I have my work cut out for me trying to keep America informed with actual verify, independently verifiable information Instead of the BS that passes for news in uh, in most of the country these days uh, and instead of the BS that passes for election results, instead of actually verified, overseen, publicly overseen election results that we continue to fight for on the show and we will continue to fight for as the counts or the recounts, whatever we want to call them, continue in the days ahead. <sighs> Okay, that's it. I'm getting out until next time. Uh, My thanks to our producer, Desi Doyen, to you for spending a portion of your day or night with us. If you missed any portion of today's program or any other, you can download it at bradblog.com for free or over at iTunes or your favorite podcast site. Please share it far and wide if you don't mind. You can find me on the Twitters and the Facebooks at the Brad Blog, and you can drop me email. I'm bradcast at bradblog.com. My thanks to those of you who helped keep who help keep us on the public airwaves by visiting bradblog.com/donate. It is greatly appreciated and very much needed. Until we meet again, I'm Brad Friedman. Damn it. Good luck, world. 